Chapters 0 through 9 of the Psalms of Solomon by Anonymous. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information and to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sam Stinson. Chapter 0 The Introduction. The Psalms of Solomon. This collection of eighteen war songs are the gift of an ancient Semitic writer. The original manuscript has perished, but fortunately Greek translations have been preserved, and recently a Syriac version of the same songs has turned up and was published in English for the first time in 1909 by Dr. Rendell Harris. The date of the writing may be established at the middle of the first century B.C., because the theme of these songs is that of Pompey's actions in Palestine and his death in Egypt in 48 B.C., these psalms had an important position, and were widely circulated in the early church. They are frequently referred to in the various codexes and histories of the first few centuries of the Christian era. Later they became lost through inexplicable reasons, and have only been recovered for our use after the lapse of many centuries. Besides the literary value of the trumpet-like rhythm of these verses, we have here a chapter of stirring ancient history, written by an eyewitness, Pompey comes out of the west. He uses battering rams on the fortifications. His soldiers defile the altar. He is slain in Egypt after a fearful career. In the righteous of these psalms, we see the Pharisees. In the sinners, we see the Sadducees. It is an epic of a great people in the throes of a great crisis. End of chapter 0 Chapter 1 I cried unto the Lord when I was in distress, unto God when sinners assailed. Suddenly the alarm of war was heard before me. I said, He will hearken to me, for I am full of righteousness. I thought in my heart that I was full of righteousness, because I was well off and had become rich in children. Their wealth spread to the whole earth, and their glory unto the end of the earth. They were exalted unto the stars. They said they would never fan, but they became insolent in their prosperity, and they were without understanding. Their sins were in secret, and even I had no knowledge of them. Their transgressions went beyond those of the heathen before them. They utterly polluted the holy things of the Lord. End of chapter 1 Chapter 2 When the sinner waxed proud, with a battering ram he cast down fortified walls, and thou didst not restrain him. Alien nations ascended thine altar. They trampled it proudly with their sandals, because the sons of Jerusalem had defiled the holy things of the Lord, had profaned with iniquities the offerings of God. Therefore he said, Cast them far from me. It was said it not before God. It was utterly dishonored. The sons and the daughters were in grievous captivity. Sealed was their neck, branded was it among the nations. According to their sins hath he done unto them, for he hath left them in the hands of them that prevailed. He hath turned away his face from pitying them, young and old, and their children together, for they had done evil one and all in not hearkening. And the heavens were angry, and the earth abhorred them, for no man upon it had done what they did, and the earth recognized all thy righteous judgments, O God." They set the sons of Jerusalem to be mocked at in return for the harlots in her. Every wayfarer entered in in the full light of day. They made mock 
with their transgressions as they themselves were wont to do. In the full light of day they revealed their iniquities, and the daughters of Jerusalem were defiled in accordance with thy judgment, because they had defiled themselves with unnatural intercourse. I am pained in my bowels, in my inward parts, for these things. And yet I will justify thee, O God, in uprightness of heart, for in thy judgments is thy righteousness displayed, O God. For thou hast rendered to the sinners according to their deeds, yea, according to their sins which were very wicked. Thou hast uncovered their sins, that thy judgment might be manifest. Thou hast wiped out their memorial from the earth. God is a righteous judge, and he is no respecter of persons. For the nations reproached Jerusalem, trampling it down. Her beauty was dragged down from the throne of glory. She girded on sackcloth instead of comely raiment. A rope was about her head instead of a crown. She put off the glorious diadem which God had set upon her. In dishonor was her beauty cast upon the ground. And I saw and entreated the Lord and said, Long enough, O Lord, has thine hand been heavy on Israel in bringing the nations upon them? for they have made sport unsparingly and wrath and fierce anger and they will make an utter end unless thou o lord rebuke them in thy wrath for they have done it not in zeal but in lust of soul pouring out their wrath upon us with a view to rapine delay not o god to recompense them on their heads to turn the pride of the dragon into dishonour and I had not long to wait before God showed me the insolent one, slain on the mountains of Egypt, esteemed of less account than the least on land and sea. His body, too, borne hither and thither on the billows with much insolence, with none to bury him, because he had rejected him with dishonor. He reflected not that he was man, and reflected not on the latter end. He said, I will be lord of land and sea. And he recognized not that it is God who is great, mighty in his great strength. He is king over the heavens, and judgeth kings and kingdoms. It is he who setteth me up in glory, and bringeth down the proud to eternal destruction and dishonor, because they knew him not. And now, behold, ye princes of the earth, the judgment of the Lord. For a great king and righteous is he, judging all that is under heaven. Bless God, ye that fear the Lord, with wisdom, for the mercy of the Lord will be upon them that fear him in the judgment, so that he will distinguish between the righteous and the sinner, and recompense the sinners for ever according to their deeds, and have mercy on the righteous, delivering him from the affliction of the sinner, and recompensing the sinner for what he hath done to the righteous. For the Lord is good to them that call upon him in patience, doing according to his mercy to his pious ones, establishing them at all times before him in strength. Blessed be the Lord for ever before his servants. End of chapter 2 Chapter 3 Why sleepest thou, O my soul, and blessest not the Lord? Sing a new song unto God, who is worthy to be praised. Sing and be wakeful against his awaking, for good is a psalm sung to God from a glad heart. The righteous remember the Lord at all times, with thanksgiving 
and declaration of the righteousness of the Lord's judgments. The righteous despiseth not the chastening of the Lord. His will is always before the Lord. The righteous stumbleth and holdeth the Lord righteous. He falleth and looketh out for what God will do to him. He seeketh out whence his deliverance will come. The steadfastness of the righteous is from God, their deliverer. There lodgeth not in the house of the righteous sin upon sin. The righteous continually searcheth his house to remove utterly all iniquity done by him in error. He maketh atonement for sins of ignorance by fasting and afflicting his soul. And the Lord counteth guiltless every pious man and his house. The sinner stumbleth and curseth his life. The day when he was begotten and his mother's travail, he addeth sins to sins while he liveth. He falleth, verily grievous is his fall, and riseth no more. The destruction of the sinner is for ever, and he shall not be remembered when the righteous is visited. This is the portion of sinners for ever. But they that fear the Lord shall rise to life eternal, and their life shall be in the light of the Lord, and shall come to an end no more. End of chapter 3 Chapter 4 Wherefore sittest thou, O profane man, in the counsel of the pious, seeing that thy heart is far removed from the Lord, provoking with transgressions the God of Israel, extravagant in speech, extravagant in outward seeming beyond all men, is he that is severe of speech in condemning sinners in judgment, and his hand is first upon him as though he acted in zeal. And yet he is himself guilty in respect of manifold sins and of wantonness. His eyes are upon every woman without distinction. His tongue lieth when he maketh contract with an oath. By night and in secret he sinneth as though unseen. With his eyes he talketh to every woman of evil compacts. He is swift to enter every house with cheerfulness as though guileless. Let God remove those that live in hypocrisy in the company of the pious. Even the life of such an one with corruption of his flesh in penury. Let God reveal the deeds of the men-pleasers, the deeds of such an one with laughter and derision, that the pious may count righteous the judgment of their God, when sinners are removed from before the righteous. Even the man-pleaser who uttereth law guilefully and their eyes are fixed upon any man's house that is still secure, that they may, like the serpent, destroy the wisdom of, with words of transgressors. His words are deceitful, that he may accomplish his wicked desire. He never ceaseth from scattering families, as though they were orphans. Yea, he layeth waste a house on account of his lawless desire. He deceiveth with words, saying, there is none that seeth or judgeth. He fills one house with lawlessness, and then his eyes are fixed upon the next house, to destroy it with words that give wing to desire. Yet with all these his soul, like Sheol, is not sated. Let his portion, O Lord, be dishonored before thee. Let him go forth groaning, and come home cursed. Let his life be spent in anguish, in penury, and want, O Lord. Let his sleep be beset with pains, and his awaking with perplexities. Let sleep be withdrawn from his eyelids at night, 
let him fail dishonorably in every work of his hands let him come home empty-handed to his house and his house be void of everything wherewith he could sate his appetite let his old age be spent in childless loneliness until his removal by death let the flesh of the men-pleasers be rent by wild beasts and let the bones of the lawless lie dishonoured in the sight of the sun let ravens peck out the eyes of the hypocrites for they have laid waste many houses of men in dishonour and scattered them in their lust and they have not remembered god nor feared god in all these things but they have provoked god's anger and vexed him may he remove them from off the earth because with deceit they beguiled the souls of the flawless blessed are they that fear the lord in their flawlessness the lord shall deliver them from guileful men and sinners and deliver us from every stumbling block of the lawless men let god destroy them that insolently work all in righteousness for a great and mighty judge is the lord our god in righteousness let thy mercy o lord be upon all them that love thee end of chapter four chapter five o lord god i will praise thy name with joy in the midst of them that know thy righteous judgments for thou art good and merciful the refuge of the poor when i cry to thee do not silently disregard me for no man taketh spoil from a mighty man who then can take aught of a that thou hast made except thou thyself givest for man and his portion lie before thee in the balance he cannot add to so as to enlarge what has been prescribed by thee o god when we are in distress we call upon thee for help and thou dost not turn back our petition for thou art our god cause not thy hand to be heavy upon us lest through necessity we sin even though thou restore us not we will not keep away but unto thee will we come for if i hunger unto thee will i cry o god and thou wilt give to me birds and fish dost thou nourish and that thou givest rain to the steps that green grass may spring up so to prepare fodder in the step for every living thing and if they hunger unto thee do they lift up their face kings and rulers and peoples thou dost nourish o god and who is the help of the poor and needy if not thou o lord and thou wilt hearken for who is good and gentle but thou making glad the soul of the humble by opening thine hand in mercy man's goodness is bestowed grudgingly and if he repeat it without murmuring even that is marvellous but thy gift is great in goodness and wealth and he whose hope is set on thee shall have no lack of gifts upon the whole earth is thy mercy o lord in goodness happy is he whom god remembereth in granting to him a due sufficiency if a man abound over much he sinneth sufficient are moderate means with righteousness and hereby the blessing of the lord becomes abundance with righteousness they that fear the lord rejoice in good gifts and thy goodness is upon israel in thy kingdom blessed is the glory of the lord for he is our king end of chapter five chapter six happy is the man whose heart is fixed to call upon the name of the lord 
when he remembereth the name of the Lord, he will be saved. His ways are made even by the Lord, and the works of his hands are preserved by the Lord his God. At what he sees in his bad dreams, his soul shall not be troubled. When he passes through rivers and the tossing of the seas, he shall not be dismayed. He ariseth from his sleep and blesseth the name of the Lord. When his heart is at peace, he singeth to the name of his God, and he entreateth the Lord for all his house. And the Lord heareth the prayer of every one that feareth God, and every request of the soul that hopes for him doth the Lord accomplish. Blessed is the Lord, who showeth mercy to those who love him in sincerity. End of chapter 6 Chapter 7 Make not thy dwelling afar from us, O God, lest they assail us that hate us without cause. For thou hast rejected them, O God. Let not their foot trample upon thy holy inheritance. Chasten us thyself in thy good pleasure, but give us not up to the nations. For if thou sendest pestilence, thou thyself givest it charge concerning us. For thou art merciful, and wilt not be angry to the point of consuming us. While thy name dwelleth in our midst, we shall find mercy, and the nations shall not prevail against us, for thou art our shield, and when we call upon thee, thou hearkenest to us, for thou wilt pity the seed of Israel for ever, and thou wilt not reject them. But we shall be under thy yoke for ever, and under the rod of thy chastening. Thou wilt establish us in the time that thou helpest us, showing mercy to the house of Jacob on the day wherein thou didst promise to help them. End of chapter 7 Chapter 8 Distress and the sound of war hath my ear heard, the sound of a trumpet announcing slaughter and calamity, the sound of much people as of an exceeding high wind, as a tempest with mighty fire sweeping through the Negeb. And I said in my heart, Surely God judgeth us. A sound I hear moving towards Jerusalem, the holy city. My loins were broken at what I heard. My knees tottered. My heart was afraid. My bones were dismayed like flax. I said, They establish their ways in righteousness. I thought upon the judgments of God since the creation of heaven and earth. I held God righteous in his judgments, which have been from of old. God bare their sins in the full light of day. All the earth came to know the righteous judgments of God. In secret places underground, their iniquities were committed to provoke him to anger. They wrought confusion, son with mother and father with daughter. They committed adultery, every man with his neighbor's wife. They concluded covenants with one another with an oath touching these things. They plundered the sanctuary of God as though there was no avenger. They trod the altar of the Lord, coming straight from all manner of uncleanness. And with menstrual blood they defiled the sacrifices, as though these were common flesh. They left no sin undone, wherein they surpassed not the heathen. Therefore God mingled for them a spirit of wandering, and gave them to drink a cup of undiluted wine, that they might become drunken. He brought him that is from the end of the earth, that smiteth mightily, he decreed war against Jerusalem and against her land. The princes of the land went to meet him with joy, 
they said unto him, Blessed be thy way, come ye, enter ye in with peace. They made the rough ways even before his entering in. They opened the gates to Jerusalem, they crowned its walls. As a father entereth the house of his sons, so he entered Jerusalem in peace. He established his feet there in great safety. He captured her fortresses and the wall of Jerusalem. For God himself led him in safety, while they wandered. He destroyed their princes and every one wise in counsel. He poured out the blood of the inhabitants of Jerusalem, like the water of uncleanness. He led away their sons and daughters, whom they had begotten in defilement. They did according to their uncleanness, even as their father had done. They defiled Jerusalem, and the things that had been hallowed to the name of God. But God hath shown himself righteous in his judgments upon the nations of the earth, and the pious servants of God are like innocent lambs in their midst, worthy to be praised as the Lord that judgeth the whole earth in his righteousness. Behold now, O God, thou hast shown us thy judgment in thy righteousness. Our eyes have seen thy judgments, O God. We have justified thy name that is honored for ever. For thou art the God of righteousness, judging Israel with chastening. Turn, O God, thy mercy upon us, and have pity upon us. Gather together the dispersed of Israel with mercy and goodness. For thy faithfulness is with us. And though we have stiffened our neck, yet thou art our chastener. Overlook us not, O our God, lest the nations swallow us up, as though there were none to deliver. But thou art our God from the beginning, and upon thee is our hope set, O Lord, and we will not depart from thee. For good are thy judgments upon us, ours and our children's be, thy good pleasure for ever. O Lord, our Saviour, we shall never more be moved. The Lord is worthy to be praised for his judgments with the mouth of his pious ones, and blessed be Israel of the Lord for ever. End of chapter 8 Chapter 9 When Israel was led away captive into a strange land, when they fell away from the Lord who redeemed them, they were cast away from the inheritance which the Lord had given them. Among every nation were the dispersed of Israel, according to the word of God, that thou mightest be justified, O God, in thy righteousness by reason of our transgressions. For thou art a just judge over all the peoples of the earth. For from thy knowledge none that doeth unjustly is hidden. And the righteous deeds of thy pious ones are before thee, O Lord. Where, then, can a man hide himself from thy knowledge, O God? Our works are subject to our own choice and power, to do right or wrong in the works of our hands. And in thy righteousness thou visitest the sons of men. He that doeth righteousness layeth up life for himself with the Lord. And he that doeth wrongly forfeits his life to destruction. For the judgments of the Lord are given in righteousness to every man in his house. Unto whom art thou good, O God, except to them that call upon the Lord? He cleanseth from sins a soul when it maketh confession, when it maketh acknowledgment. For shame is upon us and on our faces on account of all these things. And to whom doth he forgive sins? except to them that have sinned. Thou blessest the righteous, and dost not reprove them for the sins that they have committed, 
and thy goodness is upon them that sin when they repent. And now thou art our God, and we the people whom thou hast loved. Behold and show pity, O God of Israel, for we are thine, and remove not thy mercy from us, lest they assail us. For thou didst choose the seed of Abraham before all nations, and didst set thy name upon us, O Lord, and thou wilt not reject us for ever. Thou madest a covenant with our fathers concerning us, and we hope in thee, when our soul turneth unto thee. The mercy of the Lord be upon the house of Israel for ever and ever. End of chapter 9